Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve and with me today is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ's likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Was mm-hmm. that slow enough for you? I was getting, was the, hand, fast. I was getting the hand motions to slow down. It's, it's like uh, our and congregation always says. I know is if I'm talking fast, you better listen fast. <laughs> you better okay? listen fast. That's how that works. Sometimes that's challenging. No, sometimes. listen fast. Stop thinking about how fast I'm talking and start listening fast. I can I you can can't keep do up. two things at once. No, people can't listen fast and think fast at the same time. What? Just listen and let it hit you. Take it in. That's no, a little okay. insulting to say I, they can't I, listen uh, fast and think fast. I don't know if you can even, like, is listen fast even a thing? No. Anyway, I talk fast. And when I talk fast, it's usually because I feel like we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Oh, dear. So It's going to go long. I'll have to give you that uh, no, Today, when you listen to this podcast, it came out on October. This one should come out on October 4th. No, 20, October 5th. October 5th. Yeah, today is October 5th. Uh, 2023, right? So if you're listening to it that day or maybe a day or two later, uh, 152 years ago, there was an event in Chicago, okay, and that was on October seventh, eighteen seventy one. D. L. Moody had a uh, an evangelism, and D. L. Moody was uh, Moody Bible Church, right in in uh, Chicago, is named after him, right? And he was a a preacher, and he was well known for uh, presenting the gospel clearly at the end of his services, and and calling people to repentance, and and walking in faith with Jesus. On October 7th, 1871, Mm -hmm. he chose not to do that. Okay, but he did it every other time? Usually. Okay. Rather, he said to everybody, come back tomorrow Hmm. so you can hear the good news. Okay. Right? So he he taught a sermon, he did a sermon, and then he said, don't, we're not going to do a response thing tonight. Mm -hmm. Come back tomorrow. That night, Chicago burnt to the ground. Oh, yeah. It was the Chicago, the Chicago fire. fire. Burnt for three days. Um, and uh, I, the thing that I read, 300 people died. 90,000 people were homeless. Yeah, huge, huge sections of Chicago destroyed. Needless to say, nobody came back the next day because they were busy. Passing okay. buckets, putting out fires, all that kind of stuff. That's fair. D.L. Moody never again skipped ah. the gospel call at okay. the end of, of, of message. Uh, the message. This is why in preaching, uh, it's very typical now, pastors will call some sort of call to repentance, Mm. some kind of call to action at the end because of this event, right? right? He he influenced so many preachers. He said, we don't know what is coming. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. That phrasing in preaching is specifically because of this. Um, So today we're going to look at... uh, how Jesus interacts with lost things, hmm. um, things that need to be found, need to be searched for. Um, and we're going to look at uh, Luke chapter 15, pretty much, I don't know, half the chapter. Yeah, a lot of it, I think. Most of it. Teresa's going to be doing lots of reading today. So we're going to start with Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost 
until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having 10 silvers of coin, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Yeah, so the, these parables, there's two of them, and, and, and if you're following along in your Bible, you know that the next one after this is, is the, the prodigal son. Um, so there's this set of three things where something is lost and people need to find it, and these are to show us um, the joy with which, uh, or the, 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 the urgency with which, which God searches for us but the joy when uh, yeah. they're reacquired, right, ultimately. And that's the first thing that we have to remember is that um, there's a reacquiring here. The sheep belonged to the shepherd right. and then wandered away. The yes. coin was in the purse and then fell out. Right. right. When we get to the prodigal son, he's in the family, then leaves. And we're in this, this reality of God is actually in the process of reacquiring when someone, mm. you know, in faith uh, returns to God, like we were his to begin with. Right. Um, we're coming back. Mm. Um, That's and, where the rejoicing happens. And it's happens. to show us, you know, God has a possessiveness of people. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he longs to have us back. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of the things that were lost, right, the sheep and the coin, um, the, the search is on to find these things and the impetus comes from the one who possessed it right the shepherd goes out yes the woman searches mm. this is god is actually searching for us it, it helps us to understand how the world works in us coming to god mm. and god is actually as we say we're coming to god god is actually the one searching for us um so there's this both end, and if you're in the worlds of theology, you can kind of wrestle and try to reconcile. Right, yes. Do we choose God, or does God reveal Himself to or us? Or maybe it's a bit of both. Or is there some way that we feel like we're searching for God while He's yes. revealing to us? Mm. Right. It's if all it, him, If it's right? all about he us, then He's not super sovereign anymore. Right. Uh, he's not the all-knowing, all-powerful, everywhere at once, omniscient God. Right. We can't be the ones in control of that. Right. This mm. is a little bit of a theological nightmare that happens in the world of, <laughs> the world of evangelism when we start to think uh, about this we realize we were god's possession yes we have strayed away yes he is searching for us yes. and is excited when he finds us when we return to him mm -hmm. when that that relationship is restored, restored so yes um speaking as a kid who grew up on a farm it is it is crazy yeah when you think about you're going to leave 99 sheep to go get one. Uh, yeah. But it's literally how it works. When the one gets away, you you secure the 99 and then you go get the one. Um, right. When you lose your coin, and, you know, to put it into perspective, uh, the woman would have lost, like, that would be like us losing days wages. Like, not yeah, one true, day, hey? but like multiple days. Mm -hmm. So if you, whatever you earn at your work in a day, if you were to lose that, 
how mm. much would you go look for it? Right, like I a, would. It's a big, it's I a would big deal, it. right? Like, if, oh, I just happened to misplace my grocery bill. Yeah. <laughs> kind of right. thing. Like, you're going to go find it. Yeah. And so God true. pursues us I love that. with this same intensity that this shepherd is going to get the one sheep. Uh, the one lamb, whatever it might be, or the woman is going after that. that right. one well, there's a relentlessness to it, right? Right, like and, and, and it should help us to understand just the, the fervor and the urgency and the passion that God has to actually reclaim what is his mm. in this world. Mm. Um, you know, and, and that's, it starts with us, um, but as you read through scripture, you, you realize that God is actually going to reclaim all of creation. But he's starting with us, right. which is which is mind blowing. It's yeah, it is. So let's go into uh, the prodigal son, one where it kind of lands a little more specifically on us. But Luke okay. uh, Luke fifteen verses eleven to sixteen. And he said, "There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me.' Uh, can you imagine that? Come on, yeah." And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. Yeah. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in the country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that were pig the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. Oh yeah, there's so <coughs> so many things going on here, but but the first that we have to understand is this is a story of just, I mean, in the long run, it's yeah. going to be about unconditional love, right? But this first bit is like just just hatred, yeah, right? Like there's really there's not many words to use for this. Um, so in in Hebrew culture, to ask for your inheritance that was something that did not happen until uh, until people were dead and usually the uh, the still that way today well, yes <laughs> but well no not really because some people like it, it's what you have to understand what was going on here um, normally everything would go to the oldest son yes it's the tribal bit to it all right it's which that's by not the family. accurate today this is the younger son yeah asking that's for true. his share his share would have been enough to live on right so um but the older is looking at it going, well, everybody would have looked at it and go, well, what is your share? We're not done. Yeah, we're not done sure. building this yeah, yet. That's fair. And part of what the future building is the younger would work for the older brother. Right. Right. So there's like, okay, you're going to leave. There's you're more actu- than just between actually, him and his father. You're here. actually hurting us. Yeah. yeah. In multiple ways right. here. Um, you're also saying, dad, I wish you were dead. I know. That's right? the audacity of it all. Um, yeah. There's, uh, there's an ins- insane you know, selfishness. And, and that's the easiest way um, to think about this. This younger son wanted what he wanted. Yeah. And he did not care about anyone else. Now he goes off and he's, you know, squanders it. So yeah. he goes to get what he wants. Classic. Which is Waste is, waits, wastes it all. And reckless living. <laughs> reckless living. And then you get to the end and, and we read this because we're not Hebrews. We're like, well, he has to feed pigs. Right. Well, pigs would be an animal that they're not supposed to have anything to do with. So he's not and in so his own country. And so lots of people. Uh, it says the pods that the pigs yeah, so like ate. What does that mean? Like pods. You know, like well, we like eat them. Okay. Slop. No. Do you eat peas or do you eat the pods? Eat do both. you eat the beans or the pods? Don't we eat both? Sometimes. 
but kidney beans come in a pod. We don't eat those pods. There's no, a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of waste that gets thrown like food that you could eat that gets thrown to pigs because it's ah. not the best part. We keep the best part. Mm-hmm. But what people read is, see, you're already making the assumption he's eating the pods. Right, right. He's not, right? When he's longing to be fed with the pods. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't get anything. Because he's still trying to be a Hebrew. You can't oh. eat what the pig is going to eat. The, it's unclean. So he was longing. He was starving. He was trying to re- reconcile in his own mind, how do I get back to where I should be? Right. And he's holding on to the most ridiculous thing possible. Is like, I'm starving, but I can't eat the pods that are for the pigs because mm-hmm. the pigs are unclean. Okay, no, dude, you're unclean for so many other reasons. Well, that's because of, because of the squandered wealth and the, the debauched living and the, the recklessness and uh, what you did to your family. Like, there's so oh, many things here where so there's wrongs, and now he's worried about, do I eat pig slop? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's it's insane. He wanted what he wanted, and now he's in this spot where he's he's just crazy. Like. The, the process, the thought process of how to navigate life is not working for him. And, and ultimately, uh, he's he's looked at his family and said, I want stuff more than I want you. Yeah. I want what I want. I want to live the way mm-hmm. I want more than I want God. Yeah. And now that I've got to the spot where there's food in front of me, I don't want to eat something that will actually sustain me because that might be a problem with my faith. But isn't it funny how <laughs> right? when we like are in those depths of, and we hit the bottom and we're at the end, it is funny sometimes the things that our mind grabs on yeah. and focuses on rather than the whole thing, yeah. it's specific. So, And I've come across a couple people who have taught this and said, there's the first bit that shows you that the son is thinking about what he's done. Yeah, because he's first he's trying. It's the turning. first spot where he's trying to be a Hebrew. Yeah, He's trying Which to reconcile... Who will feed me something that isn't going to make it's me unclean? It's permissible, right? That's like, permissible. Which is funny when you think Kosher. of everything that has brought him to where he is. Yeah. That wasn't even in his thinking at that point. Yeah, but the story goes on. So chapter 15, verses 17 to 24. 24. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. <clears throat> I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put on a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this is my son who was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Yeah, so the son, you know, faced with being unclean, mm-hmm. eating pig, pig slop. a little bit. Shame, having lost everything. He had nothing anymore. He had no way to sustain himself, right? Yeah. So it seems like he also is the product of being... Uh, you know, the son of the wealthy landowner who had lots of... pretty amazing, actually. Who, who had lots of servants. He didn't actually have any tangible skills. Doesn't take a lot of skills. The little spoilers boy. Doesn't take a lot of skills to pick up kitchen scraps and feed them to pigs. No. Right? No. Um, I, that was a job on our farm that I did when I was really little. Um, oh, okay. By the time I was older, 
Um, yeah, it had to it? be it had to be done, right. but it wasn't it wasn't like the learn. It's a learner job, oh, right? Okay. Like you need to learn some responsibility. It's like um, a starter chore. Yeah, like <laughs> you don't even have to get the pig food in the trough. Like they'll eat it right off the ground, kind of. Oh, thing. Like okay, the, okay. It's the low bar. <laughs> I've never. I don't have a lot of experience with pigs. Yeah, they'll other eat, than they'll eat anything. Okay. They'll okay. they'll okay. eat each other. It's yeah, horrible. I've heard that. <clears throat> it's horrible. But here That's we fair. go. He's he's in this depth, and he starts to think. Like, I am living worse than the servants at home. Right. Like, and then he rehearses this talk. Oh, right? I love like, that, Because how many times do we gotta, do that? This gotta, I got to work my this way through. Yeah, no, the, the hands-free phone thing, this is like a confession. Okay. The hands-free phone era yes. in cars okay. is amazing. Is because it? I do this. I will talk to myself out loud. Oh, yeah, I think a lot things, of us do that, actually. But at least now people think, oh, he's probably on the phone. Oh, that's true. <laughs> like I before, <laughs> I was just the crazy guy talking to, yeah. to himself. Yeah, well, right? at least so some of us know the truth now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, but he rehearses this thing, right? I'm no longer able or should no longer be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired servants. I think I've seen the He re- rehearses all of this, and then he s- gets up, heads home. Yeah. However long that takes. Like, right. I don't know how far away from home he was. Like, I don't know. Well, we aren't told. Yeah, he could have, like, well, he went to a far off country. So he could have been like, you know how you, you repeat it over and over and over in your head and you just yeah. keep going over it until you actually yeah, do yeah. it? So he, so he comes back and here, I mean, you can hear lots of top-notch Bible scholars talk about this and, and the, just the things that the father does, right? Lifting up the robe to run. Uh, older Hebrew men didn't run. It was a sign of weakness if they ran. So um, weird. That's so right. opposite well, to you today. Have to be, you have to be stoic. You have to be in control. You oh, are, you don't show you are just afraid, and there's nothing that panics you, and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, they didn't run for fun back then. No. Nobody did. Yeah, that. no. Nobody. Exercise fun. Yeah. It's kind of like a moo thing. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, it's a weird thing. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the Greeks did it. The Olympics were three years later. Yeah, it's still weird. Um, still <laughs> I feel like so that would have been pointed. happening at this time, but anyway. No. Uh, yeah, well, you run, and I, I talk about running. Um, <coughs> so the son is coming in the father suddenly sees the son runs in kisses him and the son starts the, the rehearsed mm-hmm. thing the mantra that he's been right? saying father I've sinned against heaven and before you and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son but what didn't he get to yeah. treat me like one of your servants right. he didn't get the whole thing out yeah. that he planned that he practiced his solution to the problem didn't matter yeah the father has a solution. Yeah. Okay, that's that's something for us to hold on to because so often we have mm. a problem with God and we have a solution. Yeah. There's a big but. But the father said to his servants, get the robe, get the ring, mm-hmm. get the cow, mm-hmm. like we're having a party. Yeah. And and the son's plan of how the things were going to be made right didn't matter. It's what the father wants. And so often we come to God with this agenda of what we're going to do to make ourselves right in front of him. Not true. And the father just says, uh-uh, mm. get the rope. Yeah. Like, no. It, I'm taking you, over. You, what you did, you did. Yeah. You can't undo what you did with doing more things. No. But I can choose Yeah. to move on. Well, and what's important here, that he repented. Yeah, that's he repentance. what Jesus he's, wants. He's that's returned. what the Father. And, that, and come back to the Father, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the party gets set. And things are looking really good. The Father saves the Son 
uh, sees the son coming home, he, he runs out, greets him, and returns him into the household, into the family. And this is God's heartbeat for us mm, all, yeah. is that he longs for us to return from the far-off country, yeah. plagued with sin that we live in, yeah. to return to him, and then just for him. Not for our plan to be restored and earn something back, right? But rather to receive the love of the Father, yeah, just in in freedom, right? So he has it figured out. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then it continues. So we go to verses twenty-five through thirty-two. Okay. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant, and he said to him. Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, I love how he's not even my brother, when this son of yours who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this is your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Yeah, so here we hit the next character, right? Some of us will... Mm -hmm have times in our lives where we are the prodigal. Right. We have wandered far from God. Yeah. We have snubbed our nose at him. We mm. want what we want and have gone to do whatever that might be. Right. And then by God's grace, yeah. we return. Yeah. And are welcomed in. Some walk a different path where right. they're faithful. Yeah. And they stay stay true to the course and they look around in the world and go, Oh, I never got to do that. Right. I never got to have hmm. those things. I never got the. I never got a party. Right. And it's funny. Like what's wrong? I yeah. used a phrase earlier. The younger son, the prodigal, he wanted what he wanted, so he asked for it and he took it. Yeah. Now we have the older who wants what he wants, and feels hard done by that he didn't get it. Yeah. Or doesn't feel that right? he got it. Yeah, and you feels you, that he is just being taken for granted. Yeah. Well, he won't. He, he says like your son. Yep. Call him his brother. I that, love that. Now yeah. that would have been because they would have they were to treat him like, like he, was he was dead, like he was dead, yeah, or never part of the family, right? So that he's holding to that. He's holding to all these things. He refuses mm-hmm. to go in. He's not going to defile himself by going in and hanging out with the unclean prodigal who, who knows what he's done. Well, he even says right, like prostitutes, yeah, and prostitutes, and those things. kinds of things, and 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 there's this reconciling that the older son is not so happy that the younger son has returned. Now, in the inheritance rules and all that kind of stuff, that's not reinstated. The younger son, that is done. Right, Everything is the older it. sons. But mm. what is how happening? The grace of the father is feeding the younger son, and the older son is looking at it going, that was my fattened calf. Yep. Yeah. You just gave away my stuff. But the father's still there. Yeah, so it's technically not his stuff right? yet. And what we have is there's, there's a... A reality in faith that happens in that is a lot of people who really love their church experience or their Christian community or their f- faith uh, thing, they don't want to see new people come in. They yeah, don't want to share stuff right? with them. They don't want to go through the hard stuff of, of walking out faith and teaching somebody who's new or returned. Right. 
Uh, they want to keep it their nice little safe cloister segregated from the world and they don't let this this prodigal type uh, person mm -hmm. return um, he wanted what he wanted just like the the son he's he's trying to protect his stuff his rights okay. his 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 mm -hmm. and it's the same problem just a slightly different version as the the younger son had when he wanted his stuff to spend his right way. the opposite end, right? side of the coin and how it plays out and this is God's grace that all that met that mattered was that the son had returned hmm. and that the other son had been faithful. Right. The the faithfulness of both, even though there's struggles, is the thing that we're supposed to remember. Now, I've heard lots of preachers and teachers go through different stuff and say you gotta find which son are you? Like okay. figure this out. Like okay. are you the I've prodigal heard that, yes. <clears throat> are you the prodigal that has returned right. and and you know you need to be in that spot where you just receive receive the love of the Father. Sorry about that. I hit my microphone. Um, <laughs> receive the love of the Father and return in. Right. And, and not 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 have a plan to overcome everything on your own. Okay. Rest in the love of the Father. Or if you're that person who feels hard done by, when you see all the things that people in the world get, but you don't get any of those things, you need to rest in the love of the Father. Yeah. We, we rest in the same thing. It's that grace, that mercy, that love of the Father uh, when the son returns. Hmm. And one of the things that I think we often forget in the church is just a couple chapters later, Jesus is talking about himself. Right. And he says uh, what he says in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. To seek and to save the lost. Yeah, I love that. Apart from Jesus, we are all lost. lost. Yeah. Um, like all of us. Yeah. So Jesus comes to reconcile us to the Father so that whether we're the prodigal that has wandered far off in debauched living mm. our own way mm. or whether we're the, the older son who has stayed true-ish right. to walking out faith with our own version of righteousness and we get what we get because that's what we've been working for, yeah. right? This, this self-interest uh, self and preservation. Um, we're supposed to rest in what Christ has done. We are part of the seeking. Yeah. Who Jesus has come to seek and to save, uh, and and we're to point people uh, as we as we are received by Christ. Mm -hmm. We're part of that act of seeking again as we point to Jesus with the gospel to the people that are around us, whether they're lifelong in faith and need to be reminded that we serve Jesus and he seeks us and wants to reconcile us to God or whether we've wandered far away right. and are returning. We need to return because Christ loves us and mm. God seeks us. Yeah, that's right. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.